and welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'll be your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, panelists Brad Ellis. Hi. Michael Huber. Hi. And my soon-to-be-on-vacation co-moderator, Daniel Blimmer. Hi. Nice. Making it all happen in the control room, Iowa Hank. Hi. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute. Those are the people that are on the podcast last week. This is a week-old episode that's been sitting in the can waiting for you, uh, our patrons, on December 24th, and our uh, our public audience watching the ad version on December 26th. Hope you had some happy holidays. So this technically, is... Blood's on vacation right now when you're yeah. watching this. Oh, yeah. In a hot tub. Congratulations, Blood. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. You in a hot tub, Blood? I don't, I don't know anyone with a hot tub. Future you in a hot tub? My brother's been working on getting the pool ready, though, hey. so... Heated pool? Yeah. Heated. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh. Well, I don't know. We'll begin our new opening segment in 2022. Blood's hot tub update. Just nice. picks of blood we'll in the hot tub. That's your goal for next year. Um, distinguished guests. We are here to celebrate our community, answer their questions, play their games, and maybe talk about some video game characters and news. Before we get into any Dope. of that, it is time for the starring role awards oh. now <laughs> thanks to daniel bloodworth and of course all these allies have been on this podcast this year or the, in the last couple months we have saved hollywood we have had several films that are in danger of going under and because it is just the way it had to be we filled those roles and in some cases spaceships and vehicles with video game characters and now we need to decide who is the best Ooh. of the best blood has divided this up into one two three four five six seven categories best special effects best supporting actor Best Actor in Action, Best Actor in Comedy, Best Actor in Drama, Best Musical Performance, and Best Actor in Horror, which, of course, has how many? It has One, the most. two, three, yeah. <laughs> four, five, six, seven, I think, horror uh, nominations. Starting off with Best Special Effects. And the nominees are Ori as E.T. in E.T., The Normandy as the Millennium Falcon in Star Wars, and Mother Brain as the Borg Queen in Star Trek First Contact. What are the best special effects out of those three? Mother Brain, probably. That's what it's I was thinking. It's got to look pretty good. They did, yeah. they did a lot of practical stuff with the people in that. So mm. Big practical Mother Brain would be sick. Big wow. giant Mother yeah. Brain. Ma- making the Queen Alien look uh, yeah. like nothing. Ori is interesting because Ori is like, it's just like a, a glow. Like It's hard to even yeah. define Ori's features sometimes. Mm-hmm. You look at it. Just a little glowy are you, thing. Do you, are you furry or what are you? <laughs> For best supporting actor, Morden Solis as Doc Brown in Back to the Future. <laughs> Otacon as Samwise Gamgee in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Peppy Hair as Yoda in The Empire oh, yeah. Strikes Back. Or Rapidash as Shadowfax in The Lord again? of the Rings, The Two Towers. Morden Solis as yeah. Doc Brown in yeah. Back to the Future. I love it. I love yeah. it. I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. It's 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 already iconic. <laughs> oh, that guy! I'm so <laughs> obsessed with that one. The little <laughs> alien guy from Mass Effect. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's like Morden Solis. It's legitimately such good casting. It's so good. It there does fit. Go. Followed by the um, middle one that we all laughed. Otacon and Samwise Gamgee. Otacon and Samwise is so good. Otacon and Rapidash take that movie places. For best actor in an action film, Max Payne as John Wick in John Wick 4, Bayonetta as The Bride in Kill Bill, Joel Miller as Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> HK-47 as the T-800 in Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Oh shit! and Mario as Owen Grady in Jurassic World Dominion. Oh my god. That's cursed. 
<laughs> Owen's so cursed. I love Owen Grady. Like, who? Oh, right. That's yeah, nobody the, knows that character's that's name. That's the joke. <laughs> yeah. Max Payne, Bayonetta, Joel is Indy, HK-47 is the Terminator. Joel, last of us Joel? Mario yeah. from Dread, yeah. I think one of the first two, Bayonetta or... Max Payne. Max is, Payne. Is feeling, yeah, feeling pretty good. Who's he playing? Here he is, like... Yeah. Max John Payne Wick is John Wick. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, it's too like, close already. Yeah, it is very close. Method acting, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, like, it's like if John Wick were an alcoholic, then that would be Max Payne. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So maybe Bayonetta? Sure. Bayonetta I, seems good. I think that's a strong pick. As the bride, that's uh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Hair magic in that movie, dude? Mm. Best She's, actor in a comedy? Sorry. Can you imagine her punching through the, the coffin with her hair instead of her finger? I think that's the second time we've made, you made that reference. It oh, really? It would work in both scenes. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, best actor in a comedy. Joker from Persona 5 is Ferris Bueller in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Slippy Toad is Jar Jar Binks in Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> Riku as Inigo Montoya in The Princess Bride. <laughs> Slippy Toad as Katie Heron in Mean Girls. Wait, do we have two Slippies? Yes. Um, <laughs> we have Slippy and Peppy. Peppy. Oh, no, Slippy is Jar Jar and yeah. Slippy is Katie Heron. Why, what a year, Slippy. Good job. Slippy. <laughs> King Hippo as Scott Farkas in Christmas Story. And Gex as Austin Powers. I don't want Gex. I love Slippy. As Jar Jar Slippy as Jar Jar? Slippy as Jar Jar is pretty Probably funny. less annoying, so sure. Probably less annoying. Yeah. Everybody talks about The last about time he played Star Fox 64. Uh, last month? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when was the last time you watched Phantom Menace, Blood? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's been a while. Why don't you give another spin? Come back to me after that. Dude, I watched Ralph it recently. Raul Cooley and Bruce... Uh, Green and uh, Jacob did a thing where they like read through the Star Wars things, but Raul Cooley and those guys, they know it so well, they were doing it from memory, and anytime they got a line wrong, they had to drink. Mm. Pretty wild. <laughs> Pretty wild stuff. <laughs> Check it out. Best actor in a drama. Tom Nook is Anton Chigurh in No Country for Own Men. <laughs> Chigurh. James Sunderland is Benjamin Willard in Apocalypse Now. God. Nico Bellic as Walter White in Breaking Bad. Oh. Old Snake as Sean McGuire in Good Will Hunting. That is the Robin <laughs> Williams part. <laughs> Andrew Ryan as Daniel Plainview in There Will Be Blood. No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood. Competing yeah, yet again. Yet again. <laughs> yeah. and never Duke battle. Nukem as Doc Holliday in Tombstone. No. <laughs> no, he's getting a Razzie for that, actually. Okay. That's yeah. A That's a Razzie. Okay. okay. Duke got the Razzie. I'm I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, dude. Yeah, baby. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I will reread these. Uh, Tom Nook in No Country, James Sunderland in Apocalypse Now, Nico in Breaking Bad, Old Snake in Goodwill Hunting, Andrew Ryan in There Will Be Blood, and Duke. Oh, sorry. Duke's like getting the Tom, Nico. Tom Nook as Anton Chigurh is crazy. Yeah, I love Tom, it. Un, like the unhinged but like also hinged energy yeah, that Tom yeah. Nook would give mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like Absolutely. Tom Tom Hook murdering Tom Nook murdering people, that like, is so intense. Like Tom, the shot of Tom Nook's feet <laughs> as he moves them so the pool of blood doesn't get on his shoes. What is yeah. the? Doesn't <laughs> he give? Doesn't he pay the kid for the shirt? At the yeah, end, doesn't he give yeah, him money like, just pulling out like bells? Because <laughs> yeah, his bone is sticking through his arm. Yeah. Best musical performance. Uh, some of these are surprising because I know these have musical performances in them. Waluigi as Scrooge in a Muppet Christmas they, Carol. They do now. Dante is Ash Williams in Evil Dead 2. 
Or Bayonetta as the Bride and Kill Bell, getting two awards potentially. What was the first one? Waluigi, Waluigi. as Scrooge in a Muppet Christmas Carol. I mean, that's that's pretty, pretty great. You there, boy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> what day is what it? What day is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I good. didn't miss it. <laughs> and finally, the best actor in horror. It's a doozy. Chris Redfield as R.J. McCready in The King, or, or in The Thing, in The King. Mac- is it McCready? R.J. McCready in The Thing. Mr. X as Jack Torrance in The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dante as Ash Williams in Evil Dead 2. Vivi as Chucky in Child's Play. Albert Wesker as Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street. Cortana as Sidney Prescott in Scream. And Trevor Phillips as Hannibal Lecter in The Silence of the Lambs. What a year. What was the first first one? Chris Redfield as uh, McCready. Yeah, it's between that and, and the last one for me. Same. Trevor Phillips as Hannibal Lecter. First or last. First or last. Let me just sell this on you real quick. Yeah. Being trapped in a hotel with Mr. X. You ain't getting away. But like, <laughs> how, like Mr. X is gonna pull up to the Overlook with like his wife and right. kid, yes. and just like, yes, we're yeah. here. In the car. He's yeah. gonna interview. Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> hell? On the other side of the tip. Yeah, they're breaking boundaries, man. <laughs> like Mr. X, like <laughs> trying to work, trying to like type. Yes. Yeah, can you imagine. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. at the bar, getting wasted. Yeah, there's no arc there though. Like he starts on him. It's yeah. true. It is yeah. a bit. Yeah. It is like a bit It just depends on his programming. Yeah, I guess he can't talk. Really, <laughs> yeah. they got programmed too. What do you think, Blood? You want to be a tiebreaker on this? What do you think, Chris Redfield, Mr. X, Trevor Phillips? Trevor as Hannibal is hilarious. I I, I think I, I am leaning towards Trevor, Trevor as. A cannibal was like too believable already, though. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he might. Well, be, it would. It would be. It. Ha- it would have to be a great performance because uh-huh. Hannibal is so in control. That's true. Yeah. Trevor always right. seems not. so out of control. So but it would be. He's like the Joker, though. He's in control from an out of control place. True. 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 What about Dante and Evil Dead? Yeah. Evil Dead too. It's too. He'd be too just like regular. I don't like, think Dante uh, would ever be like scared or afraid. Yeah. yeah. He's oh, like, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, Let's Trevor, rock. like, Trevor, like, pacing around the inside of his cell, yeah. like, jumping on the bed and, like, yeah. saying the things, like, Clarice. Like, Clarice. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Clarice's so funny. Uh, I like the idea that, like, he doesn't hide in the ambulance. He just starts running in the street. Like, mm-hmm. he just doesn't, like, no subterfuge at all. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where is he? He's outside the building yelling at us. I don't know. What do we do? Just half naked. Underwear yeah. the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mother Brain, Morden Solis, Bayonetta, Slippy Toad, Tom Nook, Waluigi, and Trevor, and Duke for the Razzie. Sick. What a wonderful year of video game, video game movie cinema. I guess you can. <laughs> it's technically cinema, with a video game touch. That was a great segment, Blood. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Shout out, Blood. Shout out. Shout, Shout out. I got a little news for you. Oh. What do you think about that? I got some news on this Love and Respect episode of the Easy Allies podcast. Okay. Some old news. Well, it's old. It's a week old. But you know know what still holds up after a week? What? The NPDs. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, I knew it right before you said it. It's been so long since I've heard the NPDs. Shout out to Matt Piscatella. Yes. Uh, Delivered the NPDs. Um, This is our last opportunity to find out what games sold what throughout the end of the year. Again, you might know of some of these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I normally get into, Matt does such a good job of pointing stuff out. I want to go directly to the list. Okay. Because one, two, three, and four are all new. Uh, the list that he does always says, you know, not only where is it at right now, but where was it at last month and how much has it changed? These are four brand new, new games. games. Okay. I got Call of Duty. Yes, number one. Battlefield. Number two. Halo? Uh, no, mm. not yet. Biggest media franchise in the world. Pokemon. 
That's a good guess. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, number three. Wow. What was number four? Number four. Brand new in November? Forza. 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 Yeah, Horizon Oh, Forza. Uh, But we knew that. Uh, we talked about that on the podcast, actually. Microsoft made sure we knew that immediately. Mm-hmm. Set a new Forza franchise launch month, launch month sales record. Launch Munch. Launch Munch. Launch Munch. Inclu- now I'm hungry. Including both Forza Horizon and Forza Motorsport titles, while ranking as the fourth best-selling game of November 2021. Forza Horizon 5 was the third best-selling game on Xbox platforms in the month. Mm. So interesting. was it number one. Um, Even be, with Game Pass. It'd be interesting to see, yeah. which is That's wild. Usually such a value. Uh, it'll be interesting to see... How Halo does compare to that. Um, how do you feel about Battlefield winding up at number two? Huge, huge name. Huge Not franchise. A lot of people don't pay attention to reviews. It feels yeah, like, a lot of people just well, jump right in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Second well, I mean, there could be a lot of reviews at that no. as well. Correct. So. I mean, I personally know, know people that jumped into the $100 edition Holy and moly. regretted it. <sighs> Big time. Sixth best-selling game of the year to date. Um, wow. What do you foresee financially for the future of Battlefield, regardless of what? Financially? What, I think it's going to be. F- are they going to get bigger or are they going to. So, usually, usually my stance my stance is always any new game in a series is going to be the highest selling of all time because that's the era we are currently living in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Battlefield 2042 is going to do that, but it's already turning a corner. I already see the sentiment of like, yo, there's a lot of problems, but when you actually play, it's a lot of fun. Um, so the, the narrative is turning, but I don't think it's going to be on par with some of the older ones in the series, but I think it'll, I think it'll be healthy and fine for the next couple years, at least. This is the what consecutive year that I love this call of duty blank debuted as November's best-selling game, instantly becoming the second best-selling game of blank to date. Like you could just fill in Vanguard in 2021. But how many years consecutively have they done that? 13 Showed up and just won the year. Boom. 13, yeah. Like that day. 12, something like that? Yeah. 14. 14, yeah. Mm. 14 Yeah, because 2007 would have been Modern Warfare. Yeah, I was going to say, when did that game come out? Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's it. That was, that's that was the hit. Call of Duty. The, one, the year before wasn't a slouch either, because Call of Duty 2 was like launch title with 360. Well, there was three, though. Wasn't there? Three was a console only, I think. Call of Duty. Oh, you're right. Yeah, there so was like Call of Duty 3 one. was 2006, 2005 was Call of Duty 2, and Big Red 1 was on uh, yeah. last gen. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about just more reason of why that is. Like, I think of Mario Kart, and I think of Call of Duty, and to, like, be semi-reductive, it's like, both of those games have two buttons. Gas and brake, aim and shoot. Mm-hmm. At a very bare, like the basic mm-hmm. entry minimum. So I just think they're so accessible to jump into, you know, for like people of all skill levels. It's not like we were playing GTA Online, Jones, and it's like so much of like, what is happening? Oh my like, goodness. That was, is, yeah. you know, Destiny 2, you go in, you're just like inundated <laughs> with menus. Abilities, and all these abilities, things. abilities. And it's like Call of Duty, go it. in, yeah. aim, shoot, aim, shoot, aim, shoot. Like you could be away from Call of Duty for a decade. And come back in and immediately be comfortable and know how to play. The thing that's so surprising <laughs> to me, though, is that the most popular games are all multiplayer games. Because, mm-hmm. like, for, for me, like, I burn out on multiplayer experiences pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But obviously, that's not the majority. Like, most people mm-hmm. just keep doing it. They love it. It's pretty interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. I go where my, where gas my friends and break are. for Mario Kart? Nobody pushes break. That's yeah. gas and yeah. shoot. Gas, 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 gas and shoot. Gas and shoot. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. 
Like just so easy to like get the basics. So easy to just like play. Do you think the one and the two on this list of Call of Duty, Vanguard, and Battlefield, you know, coming in those top two spots for November, what does that do to like people that want Battlefield to polish up a little bit and people that want Activision to change? Is that kind of like a a, a, a killing blow, not necessarily a killing blow. No. Is that no. like Brad said? Is that hard to see, or is that like pay attention to that? Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. Vanguard's selling worse than most Call of Duty games already. Yeah. they've said so. I mean, it could still be number one, but it could still sell less than its past games. So yeah, mm-hmm. Activision is gonna pay attention to that. This is true. Uh, number four on the list. Uh, sorry, number five. Number four last month. Madden NFL twenty two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario wow. Party Superstars. Yeah. A good Whoa. Mario Party. Nice, Number nice. six. Nice. That's physical only. Hell yeah. Um, for, yeah, physical and full game Switch. digital from the Nintendo eShop, PlayStation, Steam, and Xbox platforms for publishers in the digital leader panel. Honestly, $10 my $10 favorite Mario Party Wait, in what? a decade. It says eShop, what? but... Is physical Nintendo... and full game digital from the Nintendo eShop, PlayStation, Steam, and Xbox platforms. Okay. That's weird. Nintendo doesn't usually report digital. They don't. Get mad on the phone. Uh... Number seven was number seven last month. Uh, licensed game. Um, Spider-Man. Close. <laughs> Spider-Man's on this list. Miles Morales is number 13. Guardians? Guardians. Oh, yeah. Guardians. Guardians. Yeah. Top 10. The Guardians. Good. Same spot. Two months good. in a row. Good game. Uh, game Awards maybe helped a little bit. Oh, that, sure. You know, I think word I mean, of mouth helped this game a lot. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, if sales are going to bump after the, the Game Awards win. Oh, good sure. example of, like, expectations Mm-hmm. Not a lot of expectations going into that game, and then just the word of mouth is only positive, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, this game's great. Just, like, really fascinating to look at expectations there's, and hype. and. Well, there's also, yeah. after the Game Awards, like, my PlayStation Dash, just, like, boop, there's Guardians background right there right. Right when you open it. Sick game. Uh, FIFA, just uh, go, go moving up, I guess. No, FIFA dropping from six to eight. Far Cry 6 dropping from 1, uh, they de- debuted to number 9, and NBA 2K22, uh, wrapping up the top 10. Just Dance dropping to 11. Mm-hmm. New on the list. Hmm. 11. Couldn't even make the top 10 coming out yeah, of Yeah, MB- NBA still doing so well. Just Like, you want to talk about bad business practices, you know? Like, you could have a whole podcast about NBA 2K, just the casinos and the slot machines I mean, and the with wheels, yeah, and FIFA, and it's just... Like, if, they, if those keep selling as well they do mm-hmm. like you know like uh ubisoft's going to nfts but at least like call of duty launched with like a lot of stuff in it you mm-hmm. know sure. it's not yeah. mic- micro transaction pay to win shit so it's interesting mario kart 8 had to be edged out of the 11 spot to 12 oh to gosh. make room for just dance Wow. Uh, Miles Morales still kicking ass. Nice. Number 13, which feels great. Bumped up, actually. Holidays. Uh, 17 spot. Yeah. Christmas game. It is. Yeah. The definitive Christmas game. Miles Morales, the best it of all it time. It is now, yeah. <laughs> uh, Animal Crossing, hanging out there. Uh, was 15 last month, 14 this month. Back for Blood, dropping from 2 to 15. Mm-hmm. But I'm still happy it's still there. I'm still happy that right. Back for Blood. Still I could have seen well. that be woof, yeah. way off the list. Number 16. Brand new. Came out in November. Got to admit, I'm I'm happy to see it on this list. I did not know how it was. One of those things where it's like, all these franchises doing real good this year. This is one of those. Is this, is this franchise just going to return to people that love it? Or is this really, really dense, really long RPG oh, franchise going to find a new audience? Yep. Mm. Beating out Minecraft, Breath of the Wild, Smash Ultimate, and Ghost of Tsushima. Coming in fresh at number 16. Way to go, SMT5. Biggest 
you always say it's like all these new games, yeah. franchises. Highest every time ever. a game comes out, everyone's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get in it now." It's like there's always more people more to people play than ever. the new. Yeah, yeah. Well, Switch, I just, in on this Switch one. has some magic too. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like all these franchises, like Metroid. You know, it's like best-selling Metroid. Yeah, obviously because it's on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, highest launch month, dollar sales of any Shin Megami Tensei yeah. title in the history of the of series. Well, and number six three, yes. on Nintendo platforms. Uh, Return of Samus. Yeah, I don't think it. No, no, no. Shin Megami. Oh. I think it was 3DS, too. Yeah, I don't know for sure. And, like, Nocturne. So. Yeah, PS2. PS2 game, yeah. They had the hmm. Nocturne re- remake, remake last year as well. Which was extremely right expensive. Year, it is now time for Love and Respect. Hey, now. Easy. Love and Respect. Rufus is like, I'm seeing Spider-Man at 2 a.m. I got to get out of here. Yeah. All right. 2.10 a.m.? From Kristen G. Rosario, holiday greetings, allies. I wrote this question to ask you about personal convention traditions. As you're reading this, I will be at Holiday Matsuri, an annual holiday-themed anime convention in Orlando, Florida. Wow. Hmm. Think waifus with Santa hats on, and you get the general <laughs> idea. Before the world ended last year, I would wake up early Saturday morning at the hotel where Holiday Matsuri was being held, get ready for the day, go downstairs to the hotel's breakfast area. Then I would sit back, relax, eat my breakfast while watching the Easy A podcast, which is probably what I'm doing right now as you read this. I'm honestly happy to be doing this again since it's been so long since I've been to a convention with all my friends, so I can't wait. So my question to you is this. What is your personal convention tradition you do every year, or used to? It could be as simple as something that I like to do, something completely outlandish or different. I hope you have a happy new year, allies. Much love and respect. Your old favorite cons. Oh, I didn't really con traditions. Cons. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, yeah, it's like when you talk no. about cons, like every, yeah. like almost everything I've ever done has been for, for, work. for work. Same, yeah, same, yeah. same, same uh, I've never. But in terms of like, an, you know, sort of an E3 tradition, which I might probably continue. It's like rather than paying the whatever, it's probably up to like forty dollars parking now. I don't know yeah. what the, the parking that place is yeah. anymore. <laughs> but because uh, I used to live close enough to just walk to E3, so I would park in my own neighborhood and just like en- enjoy the walk. <laughs> I used that trick one time, but I remember I parked in your I neighborhood. I do, once. yeah, I remember that too. One time. It's always so hot though. It's hot. My tradi- Don Huber and I have a tradition where the first half of the day we shoot mm-hmm. Huber Syndrome mm-hmm. together, and then the second half of the day we shoot mm-hmm. uh, Easy Update together. Yeah, oh, fun. Another so fun. Yeah. Those are long days, but seeing b- God, bumping into you long. and shooting that is always yeah. just another best. good one, which has gotten tricky. It, I'm 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 not sure what the status of it is now, but they, there's there was a period of time where they're cracking down on street vendors. And then oh, maybe yeah. over, or they may have like allowed yeah. them through new permits or something. But before all of that crap happened, it used to be the best thing to like just take the half hour out of your day, walk out of the convention center, get yourself a bacon wrapped hot dog yeah. from a street vendor, and just Yum. like sit there, yeah. like on the curb, and eat that. Funny, I've always gone to stuff. the places at LA Live. I've never done that. That feeling kind of yeah. died for me because it's always so annoying for us to get an E3 in recent years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I yeah. was like, I'm not leaving if I get in. Exactly. Yeah. The, the new, the line set up for things since they let the public in. Just crazy security gates that didn't used to exist. Yeah. Yep. I miss uh, Disneyland half marathons, which is not really a convention, but they did do like a, the, a fitness thing. Right. And it was fun because it wasn't just a half. They would do a half, a 10K. Nice. Uh, they're always themed around different things. They did a Marvel one, Star Wars one, and then like the official Disney one. And, like, I do miss PSX too. Yeah. It was PSX. In Anaheim. PSX. It's just local for us. PSX that was, awesome. was so fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's too bad it was the pandemic that shut down PSX. Well, I mean, there's a thing. What are you gonna do? It's like I got the invite for GDC, and I'm like, I yeah. don't, I don't know. Like maybe going to a convention, but not, not putting my chips in to like put a plane ticket and a hotel room together. Not, not ready for that much investment yeah. this year. From Brendan Tungate. I was wondering if you ever read, watched, or listened to something outside of gaming that made you further appreciate a game that you liked. This seems like a familiar question. I know we've gotten this before. You know, research. Or affected the way that you played through a game. I ask this because listening to the Pirate History podcast did both for me. Hmm. I liked the classic JRPG Skies of Arcadia even more to learn about the likely real-world inspiration behind uh, V's and Ica. Oh, boy. Zyman Danziker, I guess, is the inspiration. Learning about the formation of the Netherlands led me to picking I think the it's golden... Vice. Uh, Vice? Okay. Vice and Ica. Uh, learning about the formation of the Netherlands led me to picking the Golden Deer and Fire Emblem Three Houses, as that house's country, the Leicester Alliance, is seemingly inspired by the early history of the Netherlands, despite its super English name. And I worked, and it worked out wonderfully for me. Has that ever happened to you? Like real-world research. I mean, I'm obsessed you know, like, with wait a minute. and it, like, translates to what I like. Hmm. I don't know. Like, Outside uh, of gaming. Well, I mean, like maybe something in the MCU affected a character you played as in a Marvel game or something. Like, I am fascinated by the Mafia. So, like, any Mafia things ever, like Mafia games, when the Mafia shows up in games, just like my dad is, like, a history buff and... It's just they growing never, up. Do they ever do the real deal? Like, do they ever, like, real gangsters? They're always, like, made up, cities made up. Yeah, in Mafia. Yeah, they never... Oh, in Mafia, yeah. but yeah, they or had no, no, the, no, like just in general, like I can't think Empire of the game where they had the real, had the real yeah. names. Yeah, 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 yeah they had yeah, like yeah. Al Capone and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, neat. Okay, didn't know. I mean, like, I'm of Norwegian heritage and German heritage, but like my girlfriend is Norwegian, so like that gives me a greater appreciation for Valheim mm-hmm. and all the other Norwegian stuff that's going on. I read some like tie-in books for Mass Effect, and that really helped. Real like, world. Real world. <laughs> yeah, I guess like just real world history. Like I remember when I played Assassin's Creed three and like just I was kinda of oh, bummed yeah. out because like I think that's such a fascinating time period, like the birth of America and everything like that. I'm like, man, this game just <laughs> Yeah. And Damn. I went to school in Boston, so going yeah. around yeah. Well, street by street, I'm weird, like, I know this building. Like, the King Washington DLC. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we're going off the rails for real. That one's now. so unhinged. <laughs> That's unhinged. a good point, though. Like, having lived in places or going to visit places that. Yes. Like, Fallout, like, yeah. having Watch visited DC right before playing GTA that, 5. Like, oh. Yeah, I definitely had those vibes with, with Washington in Fallout. Yeah. Chicago shows up sometimes, and you're like, hey, I know where I am. Camping is a big deal for me. It's not necessarily something I've learned, but I've just done so much camping and hiking that, like, any games associated with that. Back for Blood, that one map where we're, like, in the swamp or something, and then yeah. you come out, and there's the, the, the like, just, you know, some campsite that's yeah. been, you know, annihilated, and everyone's gone. But just the sight of, like, a set-up tent just does oh. something to me. Well, of course. The Tomb Raider Rebreather. The rebre- oh yeah, <laughs> that's what you learned in real life. Yeah, Look, I saw I saw that thing in Tomb Raider. I'm like, that doesn't seem like it makes sense. And then I researched it, and I'm like, no, it actually doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it was a James Bond thing for sure. Yeah. But no. I liked uh, Elias uh, Jensen. Uh, every time I see like some bionics or something on Twitter, Elias tweet, Jensen. Adam that's Jensen. Jensen. Eli- yeah. Elias. Well, Adam Jensen's name, Elias's name, the voice actor. But. Um, uh, uh, he well, I, somebody tweeted something about bionics, and he like just quote tweeted it with a gif of just Jensen like smiling. So, that's the news I like to hear. 
Yeah, that was one of the crazy things they did. Like, remember when they had the the arm, the actual bionic arm yeah. in the Square Enix booth that year? Freaking, such a Square Enix thing when I'm not surprised. And since then, uh, Konami had like a, a a Metal Gear arm that people could get or something like that. What, I don't remember. Like, I don't remember. Oh, like a prosthetic. Yeah. Yeah, it's I've seen like the the toy version of that too. So I think like. I've seen a lot of pictures of people hmm. like posing with it, but like I don't know if that was the the real one. That would seem a little expensive for a collector's item. From Scott Robertson, Sunday, December nineteenth marks the twentieth anniversary for the North American theatrical release of The Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring. Mm. The trilogy as a whole has been my all-time favorite movies for the last twenty years. Now, I would love to hear the panel talk about their experiences watching these movies for the first time, and if they had read the books prior to or after the release of the films. I was also a big fan of the tie-in video games from EA, like the hack and slash titles, The Two Towers and Return of the King, the turn-based RPG, The Third Third Age, Age, and the RTS Battle for the Middle Earth. Battle for Middle Earth games. There was always a little something for everyone. What were the Allies' favorite Lord of the Rings games growing up? P.S. My 13-year-old niece, Leia, who has already read all of Harry Potter, is currently reading The Hobbit and will be watching The Fellowship of the Ring next month nice. for the first time. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Yeah, uh, Third Age it? ends with you teleporting to the Eye of Sauron itself and fighting it for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. And the I third age, fell on the floor laughing. I was the, so great. The Third Age, like, basically that, that E3 demo just took me out of lo- enjoying Lord of the Rings games for life. <laughs> it, it was like, there was no way. Turn-based co-op. I played oh, that whole game with a buddy. Dude, because they like... He did all the healing and I did all the they fighting. They summoned the river in the fight against the Balrog. And I'm like, I, that's not how magic works here, guys. Like, I don't... Yeah. You can't summon a river. I love how piss blood gets in Moria. Yeah. Can um, shit in that universe. Happy to bring love it up it. anytime. But, uh, but yeah, so I had... Yeah, I had read uh, The Lord of the Rings in, like, junior high. Junior high or maybe early high school, but somewhere in there, like, eighth, ninth grade, I think. Um, And then I read The Hobbit, actually, afterwards. Um, And then, uh, yeah, so once they started, like, hyping up the movies and there's, like, production photos and stuff coming out, you know, I was just, like, all over it. And, And, like, even before the films... Like, some of my first things on the internet was just, like, looking through, like, a lot of the art and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. You know? I was, like, just saving that stuff as to, like, use on, as, like, desktop desktop wallpapers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of those same artists ended up working on the visual design of the films. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and then when the films were coming out, it was just, like, yeah, the art, going to the Arclight, seeing those things in Cinerama Dome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they had... Arclight actually had the props Sick. in the lobbies. So had like that. that's cool or freaking armor and all of this stuff. So it's dope. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so it was yeah, very sweet. It, it's an odd thing. I guess I just don't rewatch movies a lot nowadays because I haven't I haven't rewatched those films like since I got the the extended edition DVDs. Wow. Oh. Time for rewatch. Time Always, for rewatch. Yeah. 4K. Yeah. Came well, out this maybe year. when I get a 4K TV, then <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll get the 4K set. Uh, shout, you're talking about video games. What's not on this list? Shout out to um, Lego, Lord of the Rings. Oh, it's, yeah. Because uh, it's open world. It's That's the, cool. It's like the whole map. <laughs> and I love it. Because one, of, one of the moments I laughed out loud was when they're getting ready to do the travel to Minas Tirith and um, Aragorn leaves the crew. And they're like, where are you going, man? We got to go to the fight. Like where they're perched, where they're camping, you can see Minas Tirith. It's just like right there. That's and they're funny. like they keep talking about like getting ready for the big journey, and it's just like it's such right a there. condensed version of that world. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Sorry. I, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, these came out 
Well, I graduated high school in 2003, so that one came out after I graduated, I guess, But because uh, it was December. But I worked at the movie theater in my town. Ooh. So that was just the fun energy of... I mean, I saw these in theaters multiple times, but like... Just the excitement of, of everyone coming in and stuff. It was it was crazy. And, like, the huge cardboard standees that we had. You could, like, hide in them. You could, like, <laughs> it was like a fort. <laughs> so good. Uh, my experience with this series is my parents were big fans of them, especially my dad. And I read The Hobbit when I was younger, but I really grew up mostly a lot watching the animated versions yeah. of the movies, like right. The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings ones, like, weird. And, t- and There's No Two Towers and Return of the King. Right. So. I remember I was playing, I believe I was playing Midnight Club 1 with a friend. Then we went to go see Fellowship of the Ring. So dope. And two towers with them. And I remember Return of the King I saw with you. You were anti-Lord of the Rings for a little while. For a little while, yeah. Then, while get into yeah, it. then he got into it. I was like a young teenager. I didn't really, had no experience with it. None yeah. of my family members liked it. My dad and my brother specifically don't like fantasy. So like fantasy was all mm-hmm. my eventual doing. With yeah. my well, love, because I mean, my dad's big into sci-fi, but like him and my brother are just like not into fantasy at all. Yeah, I mean, Lord of the Rings turned that around yeah. for the film industry. Before yeah. that, like fantasy really was not treated mm-hmm. with a whole lot of respect, and yeah. you know, yeah. and and you know, it's partly that you know they didn't want to invest in the special mm-hmm. effects for it. Yeah, and Beastmasters so did not get the respect silly. it deserved. Beastmasters, so it's cool. weird because I grew up and like I loved Labyrinth. <laughs> Why did I connect to that Beastmaster? That made my night. Well, even these movies were like a Hail Mary pass by yeah. a failing film company. Like They were like, sure, Peter Jackson, B-movie director, take a bunch of money and make these movies. We're going out of business. We don't care. And then it just like hit. Yep. Yeah. Love the Return of the King game. It's Return of the 10. King is, oh, yeah. is probably the best game Return on this the list. King, yeah. man. I'd like Third Age. That was fun. So fun. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. It just it was, I cackled it's, because. Yeah. It, oh, it's goofy as hell, it's, it's, but it was uh, fun. Well, All behind the scenes. Uh, stuff in those DVDs. Oh, it's so just the stories about how that yeah. stuff is made is just best amazing. in the biz. Best in the biz. Stuff in best mm-hmm. in the biz. Yeah. Best in the biz. From Mellow Fellow, what's a minor detail in a video game that would usually go unnoticed, but you appreciate the developers took the extra time to put it in? For me, in Yakuza Like a Dragon, the walk animation going up and down stairs caught me off guard by how damn good it feels. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just play the GTA trilogy. The going upstairs is not does not feel good. <laughs> um, but speaking of GTA, I remember when GTA Five came out, and uh, it was just the laundry list of like one that just jumps to mind is if you if your lights are off in your car and you drive to an intersection, the car on the other side of the intersection will flash its brights. Mm. So, like, your lights are off. That's just, cool. There's 150 of those things. I'm just you're like, yeah. wait, what? Like yeah. Trevor mm. changes the station if he doesn't yeah. like it. You know, it's just like mm. lots of little one million of those in yeah. Rockstar games yeah. for sure. I really like. It's more and more commonplace now, but I really like when characters. Um, like Uncharted and Last of Us are good at these, but like if they go near a wall, they'll like put their hand on it. Yeah, I noticed as that. As they Metroid pass, Dread. Yeah. Metroid Dread, they, she does it. Like just little things like that, like character animation stuff. Inside has really amazing character animation. Yeah. Little things like that I notice. Yeah. I appreciated when Link was left handed. I was oh, a big yeah. fan of that. Then they just abandoned it. I was like, cool. That's messed up. One of the few left-handed characters in yeah. games. It's <laughs> like, all right, you're cool. You're left-handed, Brad? Yeah. Nice. Well, left and right hand, but mostly left. Nice. Always loved that uh, in Remake 1, when you walk or run, they hold the gun differently. So like, if you're walking with Jill, she has it oh, like sure. this, but if you yeah, run, yeah, she like has it up. Yeah, that's Always cool. loved that. I mean, detail-oriented storytelling is my favorite thing in games. 
like obviously Souls games and like Outer Wilds and stuff like that. Just like when you're rewarded for noticing little things, I really, really appreciate. Unpacking. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I should that's, play that. That's I the whole game. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> there, you don't recognize anything that's not that. It's literally like every single moment. Just, oh, I know what that means. The game. From Jason Wojnar, what are some regrettable gaming purchases you've had or purchases you mold over for months or years before ultimately deciding to pass or buy? I'm thinking of buying a Switch before a long flight home, 13 hours to be exact, but I'm on the fence in the same way I've been about it for two years. I even put in an order for one, and when the guy called to confirm, I said, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> but, uh, I got one right now. Call of Duty Vanguard. I regret buying it. <laughs> Fully regret buying it. I, do, I was back and forth. I was like, am I going to buy it this year? You always crumble. Should I do it? Should I not? I really thought I could escape it this year, and I bought it, got through the campaign, and have only just played a little bit of multiplayer. And I'm just like, Ugh. shouldn't have bought it. <laughs> shouldn't have bought it. Because now if I play it at all, it'll just be Warzone, and that's free. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, why did I buy it this year? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> contributing to those MBDs. Yeah. <laughs> You helped with the review. Number one, baby. So, there you go. Number yeah. one. I feel like there's so many games like this that I can't even remember. <laughs> I bought The Crew 2 and played it through again, and Blood was like, didn't you play that on Xbox originally? And I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> Thanks, Blood. I've definitely <laughs> bought games that I already owned or bought games that we had gotten codes for, like, many, multiple I think times. I played the exact same amount of it, too. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, I have a PC and Xbox save of Crew 2. It's so like funny. in the same spot. Oops. Oh, man. And I'm just trying to think. Because I definitely had a Call of Duty story like you were saying. I was like, I bought it for like a group yeah. stream night. Yeah. And we played zombies. And then I like never booted it up <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Mario Golf. Ooh, Oof. great mm. pick. Same. Yeah. The new one. Same. I, I bought it thinking I would love it. Played it for like 20 minutes and then on a stream and I I uninstalled it. That same like, thing happened God. to me. <laughs> it's like I'm not I don't regret buying any of them, but there's a right. unique type of depression you get when you stare at a guitar at a, a rock band instrument oh. or a guitar hero <laughs> instrument, yeah. you know? So much promise, so much happiness, yeah. but in its current state, it's just a sad thing to look at. I got it. Sorry, biggest regret for me was Pokemon uh, Shield. Pokemon. Oh, oh yeah, just. Pokemon Sword. <laughs> I was like, Pokemon. man, why did I buy this? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I have a few like yeah. synth things or whatever that were like transitory. That where it was like, I bought a thing to get a case, and then I didn't end up needing it. Right. So it was like, well, that was a hundred bucks. I didn't need to spend whatever. I want to take a stand right here and now that I won't buy a Pokemon until one of them gets a ten out of ten. Okay. That will be the one I Whoa. get. So whenever a Pokemon gets a 10, I'm back in. So never. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> From RJ, what do you guys think of wide linear or open linear games? Games like Metro Exodus, Deus Ex, and Bioshock have bigger maps than the typical corridor shooters, but not as big as the likes of GTA or Red Dead. These types of games typically have dense maps with lots of world building, immersion, and really good side content. I feel that the Halo Infinite campaign, as much as I love playing that game, didn't really catch my attention because of how big the map is, but it has no variety and almost tedious side content with little or no impact or addition to the overall story. I think Halo can take notes from those games to further improve on its current open sandbox formula. For me, Halo Infinite is the perfect 8 out of 10 game of the year. 8.5 is a bit too generous, 9.10 is a stretch. I'm happy that the game is back on its feet. I hope they add a bit more to it in the future. Big shout out to Ben's review. So what do you think about these? I know Metro Exodus had a big mm -hmm. hit with the team. Love Metro Exodus. Uh, I think of Evil Within 2. It's why I love it so much because yeah. it has both. 
there are big sections of the game that are super linear and they can like craft these really awesome yeah. moments. And then there are parts when it's like, okay, you have to get over there, but then between here and there, it's like open world, huge yeah. places you can go, side stuff. So I love the balance. So if you can get a good balance of that, that to me is ideal. Greedfall was a good mix, kind of had KOTOR vibes of mm. how big those each of those areas w- was. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'm running and traveling to places, but like I can still spawn pretty close to where I need to go. And when you explore it the first time, it's fun, and then done. Mm-hmm. I'll fast travel the rest of the time. Demon Souls, big levels that are all disconnected. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really do like enjoy level design, and particularly like Souls games and Sekiro mm-hmm. and stuff, and just like, you know, and. And just things to kind of twisting back around themselves, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's like it's like, it's not, yeah, like what they're saying. It's like it that doesn't feel like necessarily linear, but you do kind of have to go through in a certain order. Mm-hmm. But then you can find all kinds of different routes. Yeah. to to do that, you can. Yeah, it's you, not like Elden Ring where it's like a big sprawling map or field, something like that. Yeah, yeah, because I think it's just like, I think the, yeah, the difference of yeah, like when you just have like something just like all right. You can go any direction you want, and mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like going over hills and stuff. Or mm-hmm. Then, yeah, it just is a different feel than yeah. having actually like designed oh, yeah. levels. Yeah, I think God of War did that well, where like yeah. it had that open middle area, yes. but then yeah. you spoke yes. out mm-hmm. from there. Fantastic, it was really good open field design. I, it was funny because Huber, when I saw that for the first time, I was like, "Whoa, this is probably way smaller than I think it is," but I'm still impressed. Like I had like both those thoughts yeah. in parallel. <laughs> You know, it's like because totally. I could tell like God Wars is just a great game that really kind of sets up like here's here's what you're going to do. You know, there's not a lot mm-hmm. of frustration. We're like, what? It's longer, shorter than I thought. Let's rapid fire this from Mirko de Buell. Hello, dear allies. The past few months have been insanely busy at work, spending a little free time I have with my girlfriend. There's no time left to play video games. That got me thinking. There are many long-running video game franchises with dozens of games in the series. Going through all of them is very time-consuming. Listed below are a couple of video game franchises. A couple. There's a lot. Let's say one of you would like to try them all, but only has time to try out one game. Okay. It's up to the panel to decide if you're going to play only one, play blank. I'm going to do a little spice on this because we want to get through as many questions as we possible. First answer is locked in. Oh. For each franchise. If you got one, shout it, and then that's it. So you're saying a franchise, and we're saying which entry in that which franchise Which entry is, is the, the game you should play from okay, that franchise. Okay. First one who shouts it wins. Resident Evil. Remake one. Metal Gear Solid. Original. Metal Gear Solid. All right. Final Fantasy. <laughs> seven? Final Fantasy six. All right, seven it is. Uh, Fourteen, not getting a nod there. Harsh. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda. Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Pokemon. Red. Red and blue. And blue. Yeah, red. Soulsborne. Bloodborne. Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Uh, Bloodborne beat it. Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog. Sonic. Sonic. Sonic 1. 2? Sonic 1 or 2. Sonic 1 wins. Oh. Yeah. Mega Man. Mega Man 2. Suicoden. 2. Need for Speed. Hot Pursuit? Original Hot Pursuit? Hot Pursuit, yeah. Hot Pursuit. Or like New Hot Pursuit? It was too late. New Hot Pursuit. New Hot Pursuit. It's too late. Too late. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Tony two? Pro Skater. Oh, one, two one, plus three, two. Three, three. one plus two. One plus two. Nope, two locked in. He spoke to you. Fuck. Two. Age of Empires. Two. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank. Ooh. Ratchet and Clank. Ooh, I don't remember that. Careful. Remember that one. Careful. Ratchet and Clank. Oh, fuck. The Real. HD Trilogy Collection. Oh, stop. Woo! Mm. Yeah. Huh? Loophole. Save you some yes. money. Mortal Kombat. 
honestly, like... No, lie to me, Hubert. Nine, the reboot nine, yeah. maybe? Good place to, if you've yeah. never played a Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. maybe jump in there. Prince of Persia. Sands of Time. Okay. FIFA, just kidding. <laughs> if you played one, you played them all anyway. Love and respect from Belgium. Mm. It's fun. FIFA 98, fun that's your pick? Nice. Yeah. MLB 98 was my favorite. Sick. You know why, though, right? Because I've told you this, that my disc was screwed up, so it would play the wrong audio lines at the wrong times. Nice. Oh, that's so, like, like someone that's would, so like, step up to the plate, and it would go, like, home run! <laughs> and someone would get out, and they'd be like, Jose Canseco steps up to the plate. It was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. Oh, I wish you still had that. I do, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsors. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Did you pick up on that one? Seasonal recipes. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's at least what I want home cooking to be. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh Market has this season's entertaining covered with options like their holiday cheese and charcuterie board and skinny dipped dark chocolate peppermint almonds. Don't forget dessert. Satisfy your sweet tooth with sweet tooth with seasonal limited time goodies like ginger spiced cake truffles and cherry cheesecake squirrel bars. When you do two podcasts back to back and then just start rattling off food names, it's a little rough. Save on average over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's more money to spend on presents and activities. Uh, I have sampled HelloFresh. I love HelloFresh. I've, I've even made some of these, which I know for those of you out there that, that cook and do a wonderful job of it. Shouldn't seem like a big deal, but it was gosh darn big deal for me. I got some points. When you get points just with the misses, that's one thing. When I got points with the in-laws at the same time, thank you, HelloFresh. And that was around the, around the holidays that happened. Uh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Allies14 and use code Allies14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. It's the season of gifting. Uh, go to HelloFresh. <laughs> that's what you said. Go to HelloFresh. Yep. That Doom crossover. <laughs> that Doom yes. Hello Fresh crossover. Yes. Slash Allies14. <laughs> HelloFresh.com slash Allies14. Use code Allies14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. You know what? I'll make it work. You know what's hell? Cooking. That's it hell. Is. That's honestly hell for me. It's it literally is. just like, hey, can you like make a meal? Yeah. That is the most this is the scariest, worst thing. If Satan like came over and was like, ha ha! Make this. Like, can I make mac and cheese? No. When we cook dinner, the kitchen is a war zone. So it's 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 more like don't go to hell. Right. Go to hello, friend. Yeah, there yeah. it is. There it is. We saved it. Nailed it. We pulled it out. This podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on the show, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. Many people think therapy is for so-called crazy people, but therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you recognize that all humans have emotions and we need to learn to control them, not avoid them. And we've been taught that mental health shouldn't be a part of normal life, but that's wrong too. We take care of our bodies with the gym, the doctor with nutrition, the doctor and nutrition. We should be focusing on our minds just as much. One of the most important things with my history of dealing with my mental health is labeling something. Because there's a lot of times where you're like, Ah, I don't, why do I feel this way? I'm frustrated. I'm having anxiety. I'm sad. I'm happy. I just, you know, it's frustrating not to know what led to that. So when you label something, that's the biggest deal. Like, I actually forgot about that and started remembering that last couple months. I'm like, oh, that helps. Again, it's not like, oh, I've completely solved the problem, but it's just like such a relief to like, I know what's going on. I know why I'm, my brain is making those decisions. 
BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Easy Allies listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com allies. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash allies. Good health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to care for your mouth. At home, we have, I don't know if you have this. I, I recommend it. It's pretty nice. The little, like, toothpaste, like, bar that, like, slides up the toothpaste tube as you're mm, using yeah, the toothpaste. Yeah, yeah, Do you have yeah, one of those? Yeah. I used to when I was younger, for sure. Just never used one of those. And, like, yeah. I used one in the last Ooh. couple years. It's helping me get every last drop of the super tasty Quip toothpaste that we've been using that I just, I had in my side. And then all of a sudden, now it's in the middle drawer. Oh, and Amanda's like, fantastic. I'm like, I worked hard for that toothpaste. (laughs) (laughs) And the Quip electric toothbrush is so rad. I play mobile games all the time. And as far as I'm concerned, Quip is a valid mobile game that I am playing right now, competitively brushing my teeth. It's loved by over 7 million mouths and has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute clean. A lightweight and sleek design, mine is solid black, for adults and kids with no wires or bulky chargers to weigh you down. A multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter. Reusable handles in a range of sleek metal hues, including best-selling all black and all pink, as well as bright plastic colors to make sure to make a pop to your bathroom counter. Way way on top of that compared to Sony. Mm -hmm. Sony taking forever to get the color options. The pulses are fun. I love the pulses. They time out the brush. Sophia will be brushing her teeth for like six minutes. And like the other day, I was just like, use the pulses. It's telling you when to change quadrants. Anyway, sorry. Abide by the pulses. Yeah, abide the... Follow the rules. With stylish and affordable electric brushes starting at just $25, you won't be paying through the teeth for better oral health. Uh Oh, boy. I like it. If you go to getquip.com slash allies, right now you will get your first refill free. That's your first refill at getquip.com slash allies, spelled G-E-T, and quip is Q-U-I-P. So that's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash allies. Quip, the good habits company. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. Thanks for doing that lighting change. You got to do the lighting change before you cut back to the podcast after the sponsors if it's cut out. You put the sponsors in, but then mm. the lighting changed. People yeah. get that jump cut. Yeah. Yeah. Love jump cuts. Jump cut. Podcasts, they don't work as well as you think they would. <laughs> From Scott Kreffitz. While I was ecstatic to see the Persona 4 Arena Ultimax is getting re-released uh, next year, it's a list, its list of platforms, PC, PlayStation, and Switch, continues to show a trend of big Japanese publishers deciding to skip Xbox versions for their smaller games. Square Enix put out Neo The World Ends With You on PC, PlayStation, and Switch earlier this year, had two of its more experimental games in Voice of Cards and Dungeon Encounters match that, and even added iOS and Android to that list for Saga Frontier Remastered, but nothing for Xbox. Capcom is happy to ship RE Village on Xbox, but Great Ace Attorney Chronicles? Only on PC, PlayStation, and Switch. There have been louder-than-usual rumors this year about Microsoft buying Sega Atlas, but Persona 5 Strikers and the SMT3 HD Remaster? PC, PlayStation, Switch. I feel Microsoft has done a great job with Japanese third parties in the last several years, but what's going on here? You'd think that these smaller games would be the ones that need the most install base to have a chance, and yet it almost seems like companies are going out of their way to do everything Mm. but the Xbox. Should Microsoft be making a priority to bring smaller games like this to Game Pass? I mean, I don't know what the process is, but I assume they're not on there because they don't have a history of selling on those platforms compared to the other ones. So they probably don't even bother. Who do you think's hanging up the phone? Do you think Phil's like 
Come on, let's do it. Oh, I'm like, sure no, Phil not wants. Sell, yeah, or... I'm sure he wants all those games on, on well, there. But yeah, Xboxes have historically not sold well in Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> there's not there's so, not like, a market in Japan at all, and that that may be the main. Yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy XIV's not on Xbox still. Um, and then PC is actually kind of a newer thing. Yeah, for these companies, definitely. Um, and they're seeing a lot of success, particularly Sega. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you you seeing more mm-hmm. and more like even put out a statement I mean, earlier this Capcom year. Capcom did. Yeah. Who do you think the Game Pass uh, deal isn't working out for in this case? Is this a Microsoft saying it's not worth it for us, or is I mean, this, this, isn't this, Game Pass. this isn't Game Pass? No, I'm saying why not though? Why mm-hmm. wouldn't mm-hmm. it just be on Game Pass? Who is blocking that? Well, I guess it'd be if they pitch the game to Microsoft or whatever. Microsoft yeah. is interested in the game. It, it just depends right. on each game. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. Like Microsoft clearly went after like Tales of Arise. Yes, yeah, they did. I mean, Tales had some exclusive Xbox game for a while. Yeah, yeah. Hype, yeah, for sure. And they the whole 360 era, you yeah. know, some JRPGs, but didn't work out for them. Yeah. They just Japanese games like that don't have a quite the history of selling that platform compared to others. Yeah. Has PC uh, been PC's a, a newer, a newer a adopter lately? Yeah. Was yeah, that yeah, something yeah. that didn't necessarily PC, happen? PC, yeah, anymore? definitely has grown a lot more compared yeah. to. Yeah. NIS America, I think, is putting out more yeah. PC stuff Definitely, as well. Yeah. yeah, And I am just baiting corrections, but, hey, I don't get those till next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, that's Terrifying. not true. We have one more episode. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I wonder if, um, I, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's these companies saying no to Phil. I think it's them. Probably. Um, yeah, not wanting to make the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if they even think to ask. Right. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm. Like, I don't think I'm anyone's saying no. I right. think they just don't think to ask. But specifically, I think Phil said something this year. I think he was like, "Yes, I'm interested in mm-hmm. Japan." Yeah. I don't know if it was at TGS or something. I think it was time. like every console that comes out, they're like, "Yeah, Japan." <laughs> but what no. CEO is going to say? No, I'm not yeah. interested in this untapped like they market. Want, they want those games on their platform, obviously. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I'm not sure what the deal is. From Andy Schreiner, going to ask a bit of a downer here. Have you ever played a game that you knew was good, but circumstances outside the game were causing you not to enjoy the experience overall? Personal example, I purchased Fire Emblem Three Houses a few weeks ago before my daughter was born uh, about a year ago. I planned on it being my quick pick to play in between naps, feedings, diaper changes in the early days of fatherhood. But unfortunately, my daughter had complications after birth that required a three-week stay at the hospital. My wife and I couldn't do anything but wait with no visitors allowed because of COVID. We had a ton of downtime, which I did spend playing Three Houses. Between everything going on, I just couldn't get myself mm-hmm. to enjoy this game despite the game's good storytelling and gameplay mechanics and I was just thinking about picking it up again screams bad vibes. Has this ever happened to you? Sorry for being a downer. If it helps, my daughter just celebrated her first birthday and is super happy and healthy. Love nice. and respect. I don't know. I have like bad memories associated with certain games, like just what was going on in my life, but I don't think I'd ever write them off completely. I'm like, I'm never going to revisit that thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't fairly judge Sekiro because I played it while while I was home with my dad while he was on sure. hospice. So like taking care of your dying dad and then going to play Sekiro, it's like mm-hmm. not yeah, a it's pretty intense. It's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And like I tried replaying it again and I was just like, nah, I can't. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. I beat it, but yeah, it's the magic was not there for me. The last game my brother ever played was Spider Man. So it's kind of tough to like Miles Morales, you know, just tough. Yeah. Just tough. Mm. The two of them in their relationship as well. That's, yeah. Bonds for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying. I can't think of like a. 
a life event, but it's just like there's so many audiobooks or like weird movies or something mm-hmm. I would watch while doing something, and then I'll go back to play the game and be like, whoa, <laughs> like this <laughs> game is that book. Like I can't, like I can hear it. Um, and good to hear that your daughter's doing well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was yeah. very afraid of that yeah, beginning same. of that story. I was same. like, didn't, oh, God. Didn't go back to the hospital, but had the kid and couldn't get him out of the hospital for a mm-hmm. while. That took a bit. From Brandon Ray, Microsoft recently revealed their latest Game Pass acquis- additions for December, but also shared some of the Yakuza games will be leaving the service. Oh. I had previously played yeah. up to Yakuza 4 prior to this announcement before getting sidetracked with other games. But after realizing that the other games may soon leave as well, I've switched my focus back to Yakuza and intended to finish the series before it leaves Game Pass. Have you ever experienced a similar situation where an announcement or reminder causes you to completely pivot and reprioritize your gaming backlog, the contract from Grand Theft Auto Online? Like, oh, there goes my Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, happened just yesterday. I try, I mean, just reviews and work stuff. Trying to get caught up in 14. Yeah, always, for, getting, always getting sidetracked. For like work that. and stuff. But yeah. I'm always playing what I want to play. That's why I'm replaying yeah. things all the like, time. Yeah. Like, I can't. Like I try to avoid the the feeling of obligation as sure. much as possible because it should be for yeah. enjoyment and entertainment and for fun. When you start putting like deadlines and obligations, like I need to get through this, it's like playing it for the wrong reasons at that yeah. point. Well, that was like, the thing. I was like up late the other day, or actually twice this week, because once when the before the Forza stuff, yeah. you know, that was, you know, wanted to hit all of that stuff before it ran out, and then. Yeah. The same thing with like the Halo challenges. They were like, "There's two hours left," and like, I, I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just, I was like, "I'm not enjoying this." As soon as I felt that I was not enjoying it for a second, I was like, "All right, I'm done." Well, that's when I get like when I got to that la- the, when they yeah. gave me the last one. It was like, "Oh, get 15 kills with headshots," and like, "I'm going to bed." Yeah. It's like, "That's fine." Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna try to get that in the next two hours. Yeah, that's been me with Life is Strange, True Colors. Mm. Like, I need to play this game, but I really don't want to right now. Yeah. Just like, I'm gonna play Devil May Cry 1. Yeah. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah, there have definitely been like dramatic games that I'm just like, oh, I don't want to. Yeah. Oh, the or something that. that I know is really hard. Yeah. And then I'm just like, yeah. oh, I just had a hard day. Why do I want to? Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes, sometimes it's hard for me to just like start a new game. It's just yeah. like, it's easier for me to go back and do some of those like Forza yeah. dailies. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Jump into like, Animal Crossing or something like that, yeah. you know, than to get into like, starting a learning game all new mechanics and like stuff. Yeah. A big task, I guess. It's a lot. It's a lot. Especially if you feel if you feel like you don't have an, a lot of time, even though you probably yeah. will end up yeah 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 spending more yeah. time with whatever. I've definitely had that feeling. Yeah. From Alexander Zirinov. recently while playing Apex Legends, I heard this announcer's voice line: "Last squad standing means they win this round, and they did it doing what they love best, eliminating their friends, confidants, and some might say family until none of them were left." Happy holidays. At first, I just laughed, but after hearing it a few more times, I realized how true is this for any character-based PvP game and how little attention we pay to this narrative dissonance. Somehow, we simultaneously wish all the best to our favorite heroes and are eager to annihilate their loved ones who happen to be picked by the opposing players. It got me thinking that this is one of the reasons why storytelling in PvP games never has the same impact as in the best single-player experience. Do you think it's possible to create a character-based PvP game in which heroes that should not be fighting lore-wise do not battle each other in gameplay? It can, but then that'll create a balancing nightmare if they're really different, I guess. Well, and I mean, the way that people have done that in the past is they just reskin, like, whoever you're fighting, It's all, the enemy's always the enemy, even though you're playing as Ezio right. or whatever. Yeah. 
but that's still like is a disconnect for me because I know right. yeah, it just yeah. changes it. Everybody's the same character. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. has brought to attention how the, how good the VO is in Apex, like how much they say based mm-hmm. on who you know, not only just the other character, but the what they're saying is based on their whole relationship and history, and mm-hmm. that's evolving. Yeah, Overwatch used to do that. Or, I was I thinking know, about this with Halo the other day, where I was like. These are all Spartans killing each other. Does that that doesn't happen, right? In the story, what is, like, you said it's right. a training. Yeah, it's, it's like a live fire training session. Yeah, when you do the when you do cars. the tutorial, training. it, it yeah. all yeah. kind of like sets it up. You yeah. know. the tea bagging training. 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 training, training, training. It's just training. 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 Okay, I forgot that. I did the. I've done that, obviously, but so the and question you respond obviously. The question is what. Multiplayer. If you and I were playing a multiplayer game and Hawkeye went to kill Black Widow, you'd be like, well. Wait a minute. You'd be like, yeah. "What?" When Black Widow be like, "Hey, Clint," you know, and it's like, how do you bring that storytelling to multiplayer, or is it just impossible? I mean, I feel like the next test is going to be The Last of Us Factions. That to me is going to be the multiplayer game that has the potential to have right. legitimate narrative storytelling yeah. in a multiplayer deathmatch setting. So all of my hopes, like for them, like my hope, I have such high hopes for that that it that it will evolve. Yeah, multiplayer. It be, but is that sides? That's not like characters, is it? Or I don't know. I mean, it's, it'll probably just be like fireflies or like your, right, yeah, right. yeah. Because like be- you can have the allies versus the Nazis or whatever, and mm-hmm. like that's you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're talking about us versus Nazis. Got excited about that game. No. Well, I mean, we we are that too. <laughs> Fortnite does it well. They just do like time loops. Mm. No, it's all a time loop. I I wonder if you could do it after the <laughs> fact, know? where you yeah. just allow the characters to do whatever they wouldn't normally do in storytelling. But then, like when you're loading up the next match, yeah. like a a paragraph comes up and it's like, well, you know, like the, the, this friendship is certainly over or whatever. Just some yeah. recap of like what happened. Right. Like yeah. That's... Well, I think it's the thing. It's like there's no that feels like. It, it just low stakes, right? Like, like it is sure. a training exercise yeah. or something like that, or it is a competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could do it rather than you know, just low people actually fighting to the death. I guess what, a way you could do it is have everyone be an independent operator. Like, don't have teams. Like, if it's eight characters mm. and they're all just killers. Yeah. Right, but what they're saying though is that like it, it's not about a team. It's like this person and their friend are on opposite sides. Right. I guess so. The you have a story about them being friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tricky. From Zach Wojnar. I'm Zach, and I'm a writer. I'm not super famous or anything, but I've been in magazines and interviewed mm. tons of super famous people. I mean, not a big deal or anything. But when people tell me that I am, I can't disagree. You're a big deal. False modesty aside, I've recently switched jobs, and I'm a little torn on it. The pay for both my freelance writing gigs is pretty good, and I'm writing about a variety of topics, but none are video game related. I'm not doing interviews anymore, and my writing has to be a little more by the book, with less of my voice and personality. A side effect of this is that I don't need to keep my finger on the pulse of gaming the same way I used to. Instead of constantly playing new games, I'm diving into the backlog and playing things like Ease 8 and Final Fantasy XV, and even replaying stuff like the PS4 remaster of Borderlands. I'm even taking to streaming, not that anyone watches, of course, exclamation point, Go watch Zach Wojnar. Yeah, I want to watch. Give us that, yeah. Give give us the link, bro. Uh, And I'm really enjoying the chance to tackle gaming at my own pace. If the opportunity came up to write about games again, I'd take it in a heartbeat, but I'm pretty happy with my gaming habits right now. My question is, are you? Especially right now. I know you're under lots of stress to play as many goody contenders as possible. Do you feel like you get to play games you want to play, or are you stuck with the games you have to play? Or is the breakneck pace part of the thrill? 
While they sometimes seem tired, I sense Ben and Huber get a thrill out of jumping from one review to the next, tackling games like missions to be completed. In any case, keep up the good work and have a happy holiday. Love and respect to Zach, the most erotic ally. <laughs> Billy Jack. Yeah, I was amazed they didn't bring up Billy Jack. I know, I'm shocked. I was waiting for it, Isla. <laughs> yeah. I think I found their Twitch, but since they didn't mention it, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you could find it, then they have the name, and yeah, they, mm. somebody else could find it just as easily, hopefully. I'm happy with my gaming habits. I get to play what I want to play, like, 75% of the time, the I'd time. say. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that holds me back is I wish I could look through a window or on a monitor of what I was doing if, like, game travels never happened. You know, like, I wish I could just see, like, mm-hmm. what, particularly the games. They'd be like, well, we can't tell you what job you right. have or anything. I'm like, no, what game am I playing right now? And it's like, oh, uh, Fortnite. Like, okay, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> like, oh, GTA 5. Like, yeah. Yeah, that, okay. that is a weird thing because it's like, Wait, still yeah, playing Warcraft? Just, like, like, I want <laughs> like, oh, this sense of, like, obligation or whatever, but it's like, oh, it's a sense of obligation has, like, gotten me to play a whole lot of games I would never touch, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's it's kind of, it's funny because, like, even, you know, people knowing me as, like, this racing game guy, it's like, <laughs> most of those racing games that I've reviewed, I probably would have never picked mm-hmm. up if I hadn't <laughs> been reviewing them, you know? It's, it's, it's such a weird thing. Like, a Gran Turismo never appealed to me. I don't think I would have played a Call of Duty in a long time, if I didn't have to review those two games, yeah, man. But you, you like you way back in the day. You yeah, but I just so many of the originals. I just don't care anymore, though. Yeah, yeah. After Modern Warfare, what one or two? One. You were probably out. Yeah, one. I was one was the last one for me. But yeah, I mean, I get to play a lot of stuff I still want to, mm-hmm. and luckily we get to pick a lot of the games we want to review too. Oh sure, so yeah. that helps a lot. That helps. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not, not getting like, to sign some like true. two out of ten. Yeah, true. Random game. Where I'm like, oh, well, it's not like slamming car doors. Like you're reviewing the game. Yeah, bro. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get to pick. And so it's like, if someone's doing a lot of reviews for a game row, it's like they probably wanted to do it. Yeah. Once in a while, you'll get the odd review where it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, you do the review, you're like fill in or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Or yeah. like, we got, this is too big yeah. to ignore kind yeah. of thing. And yeah. that's I hear from a lot of people, they're like, use the scale, man. You know, review like the lower game. Like, you don't want to go below Watch, five. You don't want I mean, those games. You don't want to do that. I you don't have Balan, a job where you I did Balan Wonder World yeah. this right. year. <laughs> I gave that, that like a, a four something. Yeah, I mean. that was a hugely using antici- the scale. Not well, it anticipated, weird. but it was a big game and it was a bad one. Because I did the Hua. I reviewed that and I gave that probably the lowest score anyone has because it was just like, this is really pretty, but it, I, it, I'm mm-hmm. not feeling. Yeah. I'm not feeling anything out of this, and I'm sorry that it's a small indie game that I gave a low score to. But yeah. it just, yeah, it just felt like I was just going through the motions. Yeah, yeah, like we're not gonna seek out some steam shovelware just so we can give a give game, it a, game a, two, a low score. You know, score. it has to be right. like something at least a little bit anticipated. Like, yeah, yeah I wanted to review <laughs> Balan Wonder World. Yeah. I was like, I'm curious about this yeah. game. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just, just bad. <laughs> Uh, the lowest score at Easy Allies was given by Huber. That's right. To Fast Furious? Probably. No. Umbrella no. Corps? Umbrella Corps. Oh, nice. Nice. But that was on stars. So was one, one and a half? Star. One star. One star. <laughs> uh, ben, ben gave Fallout 76 <laughs> yeah. a two. Yeah. A two. Yeah. That was such a fun script to read. A oh, two. God. No, it's okay. I think I reread that last paragraph like eight times. All so the bad like, ones. I really want to get this. I've edited all the bad <laughs> All the bad ones. Dominic Toretto. I love editing the bad ones. It's like my favorite. Yeah, Fast and Furious Crossroads is a four. Dominic Toretto. A four, you say? Four, Four, yeah. Wow. Because, you know, you could could drive around and it works. I know people that really (laughs) like that game a lot. People don't think the 5, 4, 3, 2, that there's anything to quantify. They're it. You'd be surprised how much you can strip away from any video game. 
<laughs> this could get worse. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, it, it could. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, in terms of habits, it's really, to me, it's just, I just have a hard time finding time to play or, like, or, or again, like, getting myself in that headspace. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like, if it's, you know, if it's noon or 1 o'clock, even if I have a review, it's, like, well, I've, there's a lot of other things I need to get done right now. Right. So it's hard for me to, like, actually get into it before, like, 10 p.m. or something. Yeah. Then. It's only a matter of time before I play like 50% less video games because the bulk of my gaming time is like the middle of the night you know I stay up late play some games then I, I, I don't know how much longer I can do that I think the main <laughs> thing that makes it does make me a little sad just because it's like it's the brass ring so far out of our reach we'll never ever get there is like like New World mm-hmm. like Destiny 2 Sea of Thieves Isla like these these series yeah. that it's like if you only play that yeah. game for a year the yeah. full year I, I you must have well not only you're good at the game and you understand what's going on but like just your impressions like mm-hmm. I would so much be interested in that person it's like watch specialty streamers people that yeah. only play a specific type of game and we're just never gonna we're, we're, it's impossible like yeah. we wouldn't um, we just can't do we we get to cover a lot of games that people don't get to cover and that's like kind mm-hmm. of the, the flip side of the coin for me yeah. it's just like ah I'll never really know what it's like you know to to have been playing Warcraft this whole time or you know to have been in Realm Reborn. From day one, you know, you're like, I've just been, every day I play that game. From Sage Mode Q, my question is involving your guys' favorite video game spin-offs. As I'm working my way through Lost Judgment, I've come to the conclusion that the Judgment series has quickly become one of my favorite spin-offs in recent memory, maybe ever. They're basically Yakuza games just without the name. Any other fave spin-offs the Allies can think of? Spin-offs. Persona? I mean, what other Persona. spin-off do you want other than Metroid Prime Pinball? Yeah. Right. Persona's <laughs> a good spin-off. <laughs> Would you consider Prime a spin-off? I mean, it's not... It's like part I of mean, the series, kind of but it's is. so It basically different. is. Yeah. But it, it's weird because it's like they fit it into the timeline, but it doesn't seem to have all that much connection to anything else. Yeah. Um, it's all sort of self-contained. And definitely none of the other games reference it, mm. um, which is really weird. They did put the fusion suit as in Prime. You unlock it. Oh. <laughs> Dead Space Extraction. Whoa. The light gun game. Yeah. Game's sick. Does Mario Kart count? I, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about Mario. Is like Mario, you, you forget yeah. Mario that. Party. Yeah. Yeah. That's technically Rabbids, all of those things. Kingdom yeah. Battle. Yeah. Like, that one was sick. All yeah. of it. Mario RPG. It's all spinoffs. <laughs> Final Ooh, Fantasy Revelations, 13, <laughs> 2, and 3. Damiani's not, not here. Got to yeah, throw Revengeance yeah, yeah, yeah. out there. Oh, oh, Revengeance. Oh, yeah, Shout out to Revengeance, Revengeance for sure. Yeah. That is a spin yeah, off. Sure is. Holy cow. <laughs> Re- Revelations, UB. Yeah, that one's weird because it feels like mainline to me, you know? Yeah. It's like Code Veronica. is like, is yeah. Code Veronica a spin off? But I, I get that. Yeah. Maybe. Revelations, kind of, yeah. Not if intended to be, but like PT is now officially a Silent Hill spinoff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Sure. <laughs> I mean, or a main entry, depending on how you count them. Yeah, time will tell. Let's wrap up podcasts for the year. What do you say? All right. But we got to know who's going to win it. And in order to know that, we got to do our wars. Oh, shit. I'll be home for Christmas. You can count on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and... Wars. Who wants to go first? I was going first. Oh god! It Don't kills me that you get to sing. <laughs> nobody said nobody anything. Said anything. Nobody, said. nobody said anything. Nobody said anything. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. 
Toby Maguire or Andrew Garfield? Andrew Garfield. Why? Because uh, Toby Maguire is rumored to be kind of a bastard. Oh, well, there you go. Oh. Really? Kind yeah, of a kind of hard to work I with. Mean, it's a rumor. With that yeah, dance? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the guy. It's a rumor. Who's next? The the Me. character of Michael Sarah in Molly's game, I think, who who is like a asshole, is oh, because Toby Maguire is a poker player. That's right. Oh. Reportedly based on Toby Maguire. Mm. Oh. All right, Brad. Sonic Frontiers or Pokemon Arceus? <laughs> Sonic Frontiers, because I haven't seen screenshots yet in game, so I don't know if it's going to look terrible or be bad. Ooh, that's a that's a solid answer. Bobby, Cocoa Pebbles or Fruity Pebbles? Cocoa Pebbles. Why? Because um, I think it's just a little bit more like what you're expecting. Like Fruity Pebbles, I'm not sure what that flavor is. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I, I, I'm not really sure how to place it. It's its own yeah. bizarro. Artificially thing. Michael Huber. Yo. 2020 or 2021? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Come on. 2021 because I got two of my favorite franchises, Resident Evil and Life is Strange. Yay! <laughs> and it, man. <laughs> and it, man. January. All the way back in January. Uh, Brad, you killed me with that reply. It's really <laughs> good. It's really good. Uh, you will wrap up this podcast oh, in okay. a second because okay. I want to say one last thing for the year about patreon.com slash easy allies. This might be a little sharp. This might sound like it's got a little edge on it, but I just want to make somebody aware of things. You could be listening to this podcast on Sunday. You could have listened to this podcast on Sunday throughout the entire year. Just showed up, hanging out with your easy allies friends, listening to that podcast. While you were doing that, possibly not going to patreon.com slash easy allies, not giving a dollar more at patreon.com slash easy allies. Other people were. 7,000 plus patrons were supporting us throughout this entire year for almost six years of operation. So I just want to say thank you to all of those patrons. And you as the viewer, who maybe has just been enjoying the free ride this whole time, let me say thank you as well to these wonderful people who have supported us and helped us provide all this wonderful free content, which we do a fair amount of. But if you want to support us on Patreon, that would be a nice thing to do too. We have a shout out here, the very top. Talk about thank yous. Ooh. Shout out to our top patrons. Caleb Togi Crawford, Christian Simniak, El Fanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, and Nick. Shout out. Shout, Shout out. out. Almost jumped the gun there. Brad, you get to promote any Easy Allies video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head for the year. And you get to sign off. Uh, I want to do something a little different, though. Jones, I want you to close it out. <gasps> this is your podcast, man. You work hard on the podcast every week. I made two and I want to give it to you, today. man. I want you to do it. <laughs> All right. I want you to take us to 2022. All right. Still one more 2021 episode, but yeah. yeah. Still the same, though. I want you to carry us to 2022. Yeah, feels good. Wait, am I doing all of it? Yeah, all oh. of it. I've been gifted. Mr. All of it, yeah. Give me Merry a Christmas, Christmas present. Thank you. Filthy animal. How am I going <laughs> to open this? Okay. Uh, Easy Eyes video I'd like to promote. Let me go to... Boy, I was not prepared at all. I knew I wasn't going to take either or words. So I didn't even prep one. <laughs> oh, and I got to do the or I always forget to do the orwars when I'm out. Oh, oh I got to do that now. I guess we'll do it right now. I did this. Okay. Okay. We'll do it one more. Bossman got mad at me. Oh, okay. This is the way it, for it's to do this. to close right? it as well. Yeah, right, right. We haven't officially done the closing yet, so this is all still in the orwars. Okay. <clears throat> I'll be home for Christmas. You can count on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and. Or, or worse. worse. Cool.
ccallies.com. Take me away. What do you got? What kind of content do we got here? Easy odds. I'm going to go to the YouTube channel. Can't be reached. Google's <laughs> Chrome's weird. Chrome Couple doesn't like websites for some reason sometimes. Yeah. What do you use? Uh, oh, yeah. The the event of the year, folks. One of probably Maybe the most important Easy Allies review of the year. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, that took uh, Michael Damiani an incredibly long time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and shout out to Don Casanova, who edited all this as well. There's something about reading a script and knowing I'm not going to cut it. And just like, good luck with that. <laughs> like, there's a, <laughs> wow, there's a lot of... Yeah. Don is not playing Final Fantasy XIV, if you don't know this already. Uh, but Don uh, definitely fills in because there's sometimes... I'm working on something. I'm working on something. Don steps up to cut some very tough reviews, so thank you for that. Uh, final word, uh, I will reiterate. Thank you so much to anybody paying on Patreon or otherwise that has supported Easy Allies this year. There will be another podcast. I will be back. Um, but uh, that is it for our, our holiday. So thank you so much for supporting us. Cheers. Because they like... They summoned the river in the fight against the Balrog. And I'm like, I, that's not how magic works here, guys. Like, I don't, you can't summon a river in Moria. Yeah.